What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. What's good, what's good? I hope you had a good day. Thank you for joining me for another version Vision of a King. It's your boy Omar. Oh, oh. And like I said, I hope y'all had a good day. <clears throat> I did. Um my bad, I had to get set up. Make some moves. But yeah. Um, it was a real good day. This pollen is out out of control. Um, outside of that. Um, it was terrible. Um, depending on where you live, I don't know if you gotta deal with that, but I do and it's bad. But um you know, we're gonna push through. Um, today I have a <clears throat> a general uh, topic that I wanted to talk about. No specific, no uh, specific thing, but um, yeah, it's it's it's, it's a situation where um, you know I just want to speak. <laughs> I just want to speak, man. Um, out of all the stuff that's going on, like I said, the politics thing is always the most uh because <clears throat> it's so serious. Um I know I was at work, um and I, I heard helicopters and I look out and it was big, big helicopters, like uh camouflage helicopters, um with with the uh, rockets on the side. I was like, dang, what they doing circling downtown? That's crazy. Um, and then it made me think about um, the whole thing with bombing over overseas. And it's just like, man, we're not really trying to deal with a, a war. Um, I know we keep dealing with them, and it's almost to a point for Americans where because it ain't in our backyard, we don't really... Like we know what's going on, and we don't want it to happen, especially especially if we have family in the military and stuff like that. But it's a it's a situation where it's like, man, um, you don't even notice it because you just it's like I said, it's not it's not happening every day in front of your face, so you don't really have no real like reality of it outside of turning on the news, but. You're so used to turning on the news and seeing shit getting shot up and everything. Like, that's a normal thing, too. So you might, it's that every everything about it is commonplace. But um, we can't, we can't be so foolish to think that uh, <clears throat> uh, 
it's never going to reach us. And on some level, it always has uh, reached us and it always has touched us. It's just not necessarily seen as a war, but, um, you know, there's certain stuff that goes on that pretty much points you to the reality that it's not what you think it is. And um, um, it's also the reality that it's a lot going on. So, um, in general, man, it's a, it's, it's just a, uh, like I said, like I always say, a time to kind of be attentive to the day to day, because um, if 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 that particular situation was to manifest into something else, um, then who knows what else would be brought forward? And I guess too. Um, that's a thought about being kind of prepared because it's like most people not prepared for any kind of dangerous situation or emergency situation. And you really got to kind of be on your stuff and be ready depending on your circumstances. So I'm talking about food. I'm talking about water. I'm talking about batteries and all of the whole nine, like, we so used to being plugged in to all of these, you know, different technologies and devices, but we not really, like, if we were to have to deal with low tech, we'd be kind of out the door. We, we wouldn't even probably know how to work most of that stuff. And um, <clears throat> it's a situation where you really just don't know what you could do. Um if you if you were put in a situation where you had to do um the idea that we don't we definitely don't know how to make food and grow food and process food uh, as a as a as a whole you know you got chunks of the country that because that's what that that's what it is to do um and that's what they do that they they know how to do it but that's not as many as it should be um and if we're talking about people of color, I don't even know. I don't even know what that figure is, but I'm pretty sure it's sad. So, um, making clothes, making shoes, um, building structures, um, making any uh, kind of product that you use to do any of this stuff. So, making uh, concrete and all of that. Um, even something simple as building a fire, like all essential things, like it's a, it seems stupid, but you know you got all this stuff, but it's like you, everything's stupid until you need it, you know. So, um, four way. I know grown men that don't own a four way, um, for their car. It's like no one gave you a four way. This is crazy. And if they didn't know, you never went and bought a four-way. It's crazy. I can't. I can't. I just can't. Um. So yeah, <clears throat> stuff like that is gonna be essential to what you you know what I'm saying to to surviving that. And also, man, we don't we don't really have because of laws and because of uh, 
we really, really don't know weapons and own weapons because it's a situation where it's almost like either we 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 own one or as far as not owning it, we feel like we don't need it because we're not on that, or um, you know, for whatever reason, we just don't uh, go get anything to protect ourselves. But it's really a situation where um, <clears throat> you really gonna need something to protect yourself because whether it's animals or people, if somebody's threatening you or your life or livelihood, then you need to do what you need to do and protect yourself. So if you don't have nothing to protect yourself, you just a sitting duck. Um, and that's just not what's up. Um, it don't even got to be nothing crazy. Like, you know, of course, if certain things are easier to obtain and the, uh, they do, as far as using them, they do damages quick and easy. But anything can be a weapon if you uh, really think about it and put your mind to it and get creative on what weapons are, you know, <clears throat> from a simple state uh, standpoint um so that's also something that people in my opinion should consider because you just don't man you just don't know you just never know you just never know and like i said when you when you look at other cultures it comes to i really can't speak to females because I, I don't know that i've seen that and then being a male I, it wouldn't have been shown to me but um with males, it's almost like a rite of passage that you learn how to protect yourself and you learn how to use certain instruments. Um, and we really need to get back into that because um, people are always talking about gun laws and all of that. And it's like, you know, uh, if we didn't need guns, it, I would understand, but it's so much force being used. It's almost like, you know, why would we not have guns? Um, so, um, or, or and so it's a situation where we uh, shouldn't need them, but you should have one just in case, because um, anything can happen at any point. So, um, I really just, I really want to go um, to the range and practice and I think everybody should do that too. Um stay stay uh informed about it's a basic basic uh use and maintenance and and just to have some some kind of knowledge on that. Um the hard part about the scenario we in is we so dependent on we depended on a lot of different stuff that we don't have no control over. So if something were to ever happen, we would be up a creek because we depended on these things. So if we talk about the food, it's like we depended on the grocery store having the food. So if it all if it all get gone, then we don't we that's it. Or um, if they inflate the price, um, we 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 gotta pay it and <clears throat> deal with it. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, so. This is really about trying to get independent from these 
all of these real um, situations and insights um, because being that being that plugged in just don't make no sense and it's a situation where you 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 so in you so plugged in that you not you're not really analyzing the world around you in a way that you can constructively see what's going on because if you or if you do you just don't care so but it's hard it's hard for me to believe people really wouldn't care um so all of this all be like i said being plugged into all of this you know is is if you're going to be plugged in, you should at least be prepared so that you cannot be plugged in. Um, and it's levels too, man. People got, like, people talk down on homeless people. Homeless people got survival skills that <laughs> if if ever things were to go south, they'd probably be good. Um, you know, they know where to go to try to sleep. They know where to get food. They know how to get food, like, and then the next step up is the outdoorsman and the you know nature person who know what herbs and leaves that's edible and the ones that make you sick. Like all of that's important. And so, um, it's just it's just real important that people, like I said, be prepared and know what's. It's sad because you really can't even be prepared, like you used to could even as far as being informed because now you even know just as far as information and as far as news and what's <clears throat> being presented to you. So you pretty much gotta take what's given to you and it's done been so messed over, you just don't even know what's what at a point. But um yeah, it's 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 a real it's a real dynamic situation. Um and the facade got to stop too, man. People just, people really need to stop it. Like, people really need to stop it with the, and I know it's been said before, but the whole idea that we pouring all of this, this effort and energy into election every four years as far as the president, it just don't make sense. Like, it don't make no sense. Because why, like, I, I just need somebody to explain to me why we can have all of these mess overs and mishaps and electoral college and then nobody like we never even get into the conversation and I know this been said in another podcast, but it's just a wrap for that, man. I'm not even trying to talk about that no more. I ain't trying to talk about the election. I ain't t- trying to talk about voting. I ain't trying to talk about the importance of voting. I ain't trying to go tell nobody to go vote. As far as the president is concerned, I definitely think people should be informed about the local politics and the politicians that's affecting local change. But <clears throat> some of those the people that make it up the ranks are the ones that take the chances and the ones that uh, are on board on some level with the uh, big picture. So you know, at a certain point, and them doors closed and the meetings get had, and People end up getting smeared in their lives, getting their careers end up getting ruined for stuff that everybody else that came before them did, and that's not that's not cool. Like people messing over money, and it's like I'm pretty sure a lot of these city managers and people in these big positions are messing over money. 
I'm like 60, 70% sure because being just working jobs and how money floats around, a lot of it's loose a lot of the times. And even when it's tight, if people are slick about how they move with certain transactions, then it can really be uh, a good look and seamless. And that's terrible. And it's like, man, I mean, not that it's, I mean, it's not so much terrible. It's terrible that the people still doing it. Like, people are doing all kinds and writing all kinds of uh, stuff off via the state and via, you know, other people's dime. Like, it's just not a good look, Um, especially given the conditions of the country and the conditions of the humanity in real talk. Everybody, all, I mean, it's just so much going on. And some of this kind of little stuff happening and people don't even care and people just look like, come on, bro. So uh, this whole, this next go round is, is, is really, is what, 2020? When, when Kanye supposedly run, whatever happened with that, wow, it's going to be a circus because this was a circus. So they the next one got to be extra circus. And I ain't with it. I ain't, I ain't about to. I'm about to sit back. I'm gonna get me some kettle corn, and I'm gonna just watch the show. And I'm not gonna talk down on nobody that's for it. I ain't about to go argue with no old people and have them tell me about all of my ancestors that died. Um, Cause the symbology of it all is very. Uh, it's very real and it's admirable because in the time it was very bold move to go do something like that. And I, and I'll probably say it. I mean, and now that I know it, but it was probably more of a pure process then, even though there's probably still some hands thrown in, some votes thrown in. But when you talk to older people, like I said, they, uh, it's, 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 it's been manipulated. Really, like, again, why? Um, and I hope the kids they they already half and half with it. Some of them really with it, and some of them not. But um, <clears throat> it's just it's just a, a waste of life. Um, and so, um, hopefully, we can get some local stuff done, and hopefully, we can get some people in positions that we rock with because, um, and get some stuff done that we rock with, because I saw an interesting thing um, about gentrification and how we mad about gentrification, but then, like, the people, the black people with money don't take advantage, like, they not the ones that move to the hood. A lot of gentrification going on, and I was like, well, that is interesting. I mean, I'm pretty sure it happens, of course, Um but that's very interesting because it's like that is true where if you really took the affluent black community and you took the uh what was considered the poor community or the hood and you put them in, all in that same area which is a black area anyway you could really build it like it's a, a for, for real for real it's a plan for success um so it's almost like how do you get all of them people on the same page in a way that's constructive to the benefits of everybody because it's going to be hard to do it without no white people in the room. Not, and it's not going to be hard, but I'm saying like, uh, 
try, try the numbers got to be good and people's intentions and the leadership of that group would have to be on point and prepared to um, take a lot of criticism and scope. So it's like um, that would be a good look, though. And um, combining resources and knowledge and just create it, even if for nothing else, but, but to create um, um, a, a good place for people to raise their kids and people to foster their ideas and really get their businesses and their ideas off. Um, why not deal with one another? Um, and this is a common thread of this, of this podcast, but it's like, why not deal with one another? And um, why not deal with one another like other races do and capitalize and, and, and have something and, you know, have, have a respect that so people know what the deal is and they know they, they can move on something and can't move on other things. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's just amazing what could be done um, if we were just to focus our energies and efforts. So, um, it's just hard, I know, and we're not used to it, but that's on purpose, and we got a condition that we need to outdo and grow out of so that we can really make moves because we're behind in real life. We're behind, so, and then people don't want to admit it. Shit. Most of our families don't own shit, even those of us, like, I consider myself fortunate. I grew up with both my parents. Um they they were educated on some level and um, they had resources and so and they had decent jobs and provided a, a good childhood for me to, for me to focus on what I needed to focus on and we still short like a motherfucker like it's like when you look at other like I said groups um, some of these groups have and then, and then what's crazy about it is now that I'm getting a little bit older I'm starting to realize that that's not a hundred percent true either with uh white people. Like it's assumed that a lot of them got money. Well, a lot of them fucked up too and poor and they families don't have nothing and they just trying to make it too. So that's another misconception. But a lot of other groups, they got at least property in their family, or even if they poor, they might have some kind of something or if nothing else, the identity in the history of their family. Um, but you know, we don't even have that. So it's like we really building all of this and we got to really make our block strong so that our kids can build on top of what we do. Cause we, the foundation, like we, we, we are still on the foundation. Like it's not the people always say like, Oh, we, we standing on the foundation. Like, no, we're not. We are still building the foundation. So it's a situation where, um, you know, either we're going to move fast or we're going to move smart. So um, I think we're going to have to move smart. But if we're in position and we're really passionate about everybody coming up, then I think we can do it. It's just a matter of, like I said, working together and focusing. Because we do give all our money and all our attention to this stuff, like even clothes. Like I used to really be into the fashion thing, but I really be like, fuck that now. Because first, first off, the product lasts as long as some products be really better and cut better and it's like a better product. But you can usually find a, 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 a replacement that's just as good, if not better. And then two, um, the people, a lot of times the, the, the artists that created that product don't even rock with black people. So we, we really giving them all this money and praising them 
and they don't even rock with us like that. They, they don't even their their product is not is not for us. Some of them will say in interviews they hope that we stop wearing it. They don't even like that we wear it because it's not for us. They don't want us running around in that they name on their chest on our chest. It's like we represent them and they hate that. So some of them, I'm saying. So and it's enough people now where people being creative, you can just go support somebody and have you some dope clothes, dope shoes, dope everything, suit. It's somebody to do all of that. So it's like if we can really get into having that and building and fostering that, then we won't go wrong. And the product, again, we the project, we the we the we the product, we the product kings. So it's a situation where um we we uh gonna always make the best product. Yo, what's good? What's going on? What's going on? Chilling, chilling, chilling. This, uh, you just caught me in the middle of just talking about uh, us trying to come together and pretty much build some kind of community. And, um, we 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 be talking about we standing on the foundation, but I'm saying we really still building the foundation. It's not even set yet. And um, oh oh, I, I'm, I'm knee deep in it. I was actually just talking about that a few seconds ago with my nephew, well with my girlfriend, and my nephews are down here. A word, 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 word. Because I've been having, you know, taking them out and having some experiences with them. And first and foremost, you know, part of the reason why people say having kids is expensive is because they made everything fun expensive and made everything that uh, involves children has advertised and all that kind of stuff. But that's, that's neither here nor there. Um, right. But in the right. they had, you know, first of all, they had to sign away for, you know, rules and regulations. And I was like, damn, similar to my household. Were they trying to get me to put a, a lawsuit on my mama and my daddy and my brothers and sisters? They want me to put a lawsuit in my community. So if anything ever happened in my community, I can go to them. Like, I feel like as much as I understand liability, um, if you get sick in my house or you break a bone in my house, I should, go, I, should be, I should have to come make sure you get well. I should be to your, in your service because I didn't take care of you in my space. Or maybe it's, your, maybe it's your fault. You didn't take care of yourself in my space. But there has to be some other way other than filing suit and because now you're breaking people apart from each other, even in the community. Right. Right. And where I was saying was we really even need to get to a point where even a product that we deal with and consume needs to be from us because a point I made was like some of these artists don't even want us wearing their stuff. And then right. pretty much when we make, like, we make it cool anyway. So it'd be, it be brands swapping and then we we it's like a brand that's flopping, and we pick it up, and all of a sudden it start popping, and it, it it jump over all the other brands in one you know month time, and it's like we we so good with it. We I was saying we the product kings, like we take things and make it different and put our little tw- twist on it, and then everybody want to come get it. So it's like I don't even know why we can't even see the simple half of man. We could take we could take the bullshit the Walmart clothes that people get picked on if, if we if we get all the rappers or all the influential uh, fashion people to start wearing it guarantee Walmart clothes would be the most popping shit ever but but similar but, but if we can draw some connections to what you're speaking to Omar to what we saw on the United Airlines this past week too like uh, we lived through a Tommy Hilfiger and um, Armand Dead well you know uh, go, it was Ace of Spades and all these different corporations who basically come out and say we don't want black people touching our stuff so we similar to United Airlines, like we don't seen people come out and really be like, well, we don't fuck with y'all, so we really never liked y'all promoting our stuff. 
I even joke with my homies sometimes, like, bro, I wonder who owns Hennessy and do they really know black people love it? And then, and if, if they were ever asked, how do they respond to it? Because that would change a whole lot of people's liquor choices. Right. But that's why sometimes you put that, that illusion there that I don't have an opinion as long as you're buying it. But if you ever ask me, I'm going to be honest. Right. So what you do is exactly what we need to be on, which is, hey, man, everything here can be produced already. Like, you already heard about Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels had to come out and, and, and snitch on themselves and say, like, this is a this is an old recipe from a black dude. Right. <laughs> so the idea, you said, we're the production kings. The idea that well, we can't produce what Exxon produces, we can't produce what this corporation produces. Like, well, where did they get it from? Where did they get the idea from? More than likely, right. they got the idea from somebody else. Then what they also did on the back end was shut other people out of the business to a point where you think Jack Daniels is the only people who can make that liquor. Right, right. And that's crazy, too, how they strate- strategically waited till, uh talking about them, he had no living relatives. Like, that's a damn lie. Like, come on, none? <laughs> none? That's interesting. Well, you know, they pick, they pick and choose whenever whenever uh, black people have too many kids and black people don't have no kids. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, I was like, y'all got to be kidding that y'all couldn't find... This man probably got cousins all over the South. Don't we oh, have none. Really? Right. Probably, probably probably last name Daniels for real. It's crazy. Right. <clears throat> um, but, well, well, um, I mean, like, I'm pretty sure, a thousand percent sure, that uh, Buttersworth, that picture is based on somebody who's real and their family's still living. Uncle Ben, oh, I yeah. want to know who's who his because I'm pretty sure they still living. Like, these, this whole idea of bloodlines being cu- totally cut off, I I have a hard time believing. Yeah, man, and like just because we know how stuff kind of went and people got put in position, and you know, stuff was like I said, it was always popping, and it's hard for me to believe that you know, some slaves or whatever—not not necessarily slaves, but like some black people had their little club because it was the black only club, and the white dude that owned it, he come down there check on them to see what's going on and they done made some shit in the back that they drinking and everybody turning up and he likes shit. Right. I'm about to take some of this to the when, when it's white night I'm gonna damn bring some of this. You gotta make some of this for me and they just done, ran off with it. Took full credit. And that's crazy. That's one thing about that Forrest Gump movie. I was like that's cool that Forrest came and gave his family the money. Um, but the whole shit was uh, and Kiwi just dropped, but the whole shit was Bubba idea. Come on now, like that boy ain't had no damn uh, vision for nothing like that. And he he just like, oh yeah, I gave him his piece of the money. It's like, well, I guess he did the boat, but he's like, you do the you do the boat, not do the shrimp. I think it was the little slogan. But come on, man, come on, man. Right, yeah, right, yeah. right, right. Yep, yep. Uh, use but, the error, use the error. No, you good, you good. But um, yeah, I was saying about uh, Forrest Gump, like it was dope that he took him the money, but it was Bubba idea. Like Forrest ain't had no idea for no shrimp boat. So it's I mean, like, that yeah, was, he I, gave. Hold on, hey, no, let's go one step further. Uh, Forrest Gump was legally, uh, I'm not using this term just haphazardly. He was literally, li- legally, and literally retarded. <laughs> right, right. So he, Bubba, Bubba was the Bubba was the genius behind it all, and him giving money was out of the kindness of his heart, if he had one. Um, but that's me projecting. Um, but that's what you're saying in Forrest Gump is really the American way. And and right. 
even going one step further, they projected that as if the Gump, as if the Bubba Gump family would have that money for generations. But we already know that in the death of black people, everything must go. So very rarely right. ever are black people uh, passing down any type of wealth. Um, and the statistics back that up. Right. Right. And, and that's and not, the, not he, talk about the intentionality behind um, uh, death taxes and everything else for a certain ilk of people um, that make sure that um, nobody in your family is going to come up off of your death. Right. Right. That whole situation was just crazy. And it's like, man, he should have been getting whatever to do to drive the boat get. And it's just like, that's his homeboy, and he was looking out for him. But it's just like, that's just wild that they built up this this man and, like, the way that they did it. And it's like, I mean, they gave him his due, but they didn't really. And, right. Because um, they showed you somebody else who they presented as being the equal, but in, in reality, he was he was low-key genius out here. Um, right. Let me go. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's the part about it. What you're, what, you're, what you're speaking to is going back to the story that I just told. They tried to show Bubba Gump, a man who could read, write, <laughs> and had ideas for a restaurant as equal to a mentally retarded man <laughs> right. who eventually took over his company because he died in a war that even he, when he went back home, he was being called a nigga and couldn't go no place and being segregated against. Right. That's the one who died in the field. <laughs> right. And, 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 and and the ambassador of them all, Lieutenant Dan, oh, my goodness. Right, right. We, we support that bastard to death and his drug addiction and his and his uh, wish for suicide and death. We support that till the end. Good. Is that, uh, is that all good? What's good? Chilling, chilling. You just caught, a, you just caught us in the middle of uh, just talking about community, black community, and how we need to do our own and my, I was, I, we kind of got into a metaphor of how uh, Forrest Gump got the uh, credit for the whole situation, but he was just really a, a more of a, a piece of the operation. He had no part in the creation. Um, <laughs> and then, like you were saying about Lieutenant Dan, though, that 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 uh, that uh, I guess version of of white male uh, expression, that expression is the beloved expression. The tough kind of he's so tough that he even gonna die on his own terms type. And it's, even if it don't make sense, you know what I'm saying? It's like that's the coveted expression where it's like you can't touch that man. There's nothing he's badass. He's the one to be, you know, he's the one to mold yourself after after as a man, regardless of his shortcomings. And Omar, I, I'm actually writing a paper right now about that, doing research about that. And and that's really rooted in the record um, causes denial of death, and that whole denial of death is that whole heroism and narcissism that comes with it. Um, great example of that in any Clint Eastwood film. Um, I love Gran Torino. The whole Gran Torino plot line was really like racist old white man in Detroit. Detroit is being uh, overran by what he defined as immigrants of Asian descent. And his in his right mind, he's gonna go fix these Asian gangs. And the end of the movie, which is a blockbuster, the end is a blockbuster. Basically, he goes to this uh, gang trap house um, armed with a pistol to shoot these um, Asian triads. I mean, these uh, Asian gang members, and <laughs> he gets lit up in the Christmas tree. 
Like you said, Omar, it's still the idea that um, that was him dying on his own terms. It was like, no, 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 no. He didn't die on his own terms. He got, he got, he got shot. <laughs> right. Somebody chose that. Right. Like, no, in the mind of the of the filmmaker, a white male, this is an honorable way of dying on your own terms because you stood up to your community that was going to shit because of the immigrants. Yeah, and that's also too when you look at. Um, this whole, um, like I said, the the our current president, like it's the same thing. Where it's like, even though he kind of an asshole and he be fucking up, it's still that coveted kind of don't give a fuck. It is what it is. You're gonna have to deal with it my way or the highway kind of mentality. Um, right. And 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 it's ballsy. And the reality is, a lot of people don't got the balls to just really be that way. So when you got somebody that can be that example, it's almost like you, you gotta balls have balls. Balls for the allowance, because believe it or not, Omar, I believe a lot of people got the balls. I believe um, others are forced into submission. Mm. Can't, okay. can't underwrite how some of us. I mean, Omar, I, I look at you. I, I call it out. I look at you as one of the most ballsy people I know in, in human interactions and interactions in groups. And I know that if you had the uh, the allowance and other saying privilege, but I'm gonna say the allowance that we all participate in to allow somebody to be this ballsy. Like I can't really yeah. go out and say that Donald Trump uh, and, and, and instills any type of personal fear as an individual towards me. But that's how they get most black men because it's not about the individual threat. So it's like, uh, in the streets, it's not about me squaring up shooting the one with Donald Trump or any other white man. It's like, nah, nah, I'm going to shoot the one with you. You're going to call the police, who's your backup, and your buddies, who's your backup. And then y'all all get in this legal system in case some other stuff happens. If somebody get killed and ain't me, we're going to make sure that me and my family suffer from here on. <clears throat> so it's just that allowance. It's like, there's no, there's no huge difference other than I can't sit here and say black men haven't continued to have the balls to be the same way, but press down and shake together um, differently than any white man or white woman for that matter. And I appreciate you telling me I got balls, man. <laughs> no, uh, no, uh, no, 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 no uh, pause. But uh, it's, it's, and, and you, both of you actually are, are, are two of probably um, the most, uh, I would say, outspoken, and you, you don't mind sharing your opinions and don't care really about what people really feel. It's not really about that. That's like, and so I think that's dope. That, uh, and that's probably why this uh, situation works so well as far as us talking about stuff. Because you know, you really got to get to a place where this is my opinion and it's not offensive. I'm not gonna let nobody sway me and tell me that I'm being offensive. Like, no, like. How is I, how am I being offensive? But you watch the president say some, the most racist shit ever, and then you still cool with it. Or it don't even got to be a president; it could be a coworker or a family member. You just like, oh well, that's just such and such. Like, oh okay, no. well, so I'm, gonna, so I'm gonna think what I think and say what I say and keep my shit over here, just like you do when you when you by yourself. Let's play semantics. Let's go out or, or numbers a little bit. So, out of the 52 percent of white women who voted for Donald Trump, how many of those you think fall? Damn. Just have a circumstance into the LGBTQIA community. Percentage wise, 
Zero. I, I would say uh, probably like under 10% for sure. But that 10% is also complicit in the same kind of behavior that, that they would go off for any other uh, population. With. Part, of what, part of me bringing it up was literally like, bruh, it's 50-50 for those who voted for them. So you're going to have to hit some ducks uh, of some of these marginalized groups, if you will, who also voted for them. Yeah, and they don't even have a dog in the fight. It says it's deeper than rap, um, because if you're still willing to to to, to be on board with it, uh, regardless of how marginalized your group is, that means that you don't even care about your own oppression. Fact. And that's a that's a hard pill to swallow. Um, or or, but, or or or. or. Um, like you say, like there's something deeper than just the oppression that you're looking that you're seeking. There's something else that's being said that's being said that you don't want to realize because um you're supposed to be on another you're supposed to be on another side of the fight. So if we look at this as a two sided fight, what I'm starting to see even in this uh breakdown of the white women who voted for him who may fall into the LGBTQ, you got some people on the idea of progressivism or liberalism or going forward who are who are literally working for the other side, if you will. So they, they they pick they pick sides based on their own criteria. There's no that's why when it comes to this whole unity and and togetherness, I'm very skeptical of those people who say it because I'm kind of like, nah, man, I feel like you're gonna turn your back on me as soon as somebody give you a little power. Well, one one thing that in recent uh, couple last couple of days that I've been hearing consistently is uh, somebody been saying that the like our community is very porous. We let anybody come in and out. Like we let people come in and take parts of our culture and like walk it back over to their culture, and then they go have fun with our culture over in their culture, and then don't even invite us in. Like they, you know, what I'm saying? so it's like he was just saying like how like. How are we like everybody got their whole shit and they got their own everything and they really keep it private and keep it to them. But we're so open and porous with our culture, with our uh, even with what we think and our moves. Like we're so open with everything that is like we're easy targets on top of that. We don't have anything that we can claim as our own because everybody really everybody's really doing what we do, but we don't know it because we're not allowed to see it. Omar, I think part of that, man, just, just it's one of my pet peeves because I see it in every avenue that I've ever been in, from the from social justice work to you know businesses and organiz, you know, just everything is literally like <clears throat> I've only been, I've only I can only say around black people when we look around the room and say maybe it's too many black people here. We need to bring somebody else in here. Mm. But I've been in other spaces where. I'm the only black person, like not black male, but not black, you know, I'm the only black person or person of color in general. There's no browns in here either. And there's no question or conversation ever comes up. It's like, hey, guys, uh, maybe we should include some other people in this. <laughs> right, so it, right. It's very tough. Right. Like every, every, we've now been trained in every move. We have to allow others to come in and not only uh, glean from our work, but also learn from us. Uh, we'll teach them the whole way. Like we don't believe in um, teaching, like even Coca-Cola to this day doesn't teach you part of the secret formula when you go through the factory. 
You go on a whole right. tour and they tell you and you don't need to know what the, what the rest of it is. But we know that there's right. some people that are are, are right now on markets <laughs> because they they decided that hey maybe I need to include this person or hey I don't mind working with this person because they're gonna uh, help me get my word out. See, um, the work one of the worst things we fall into is um, I can't get the word out to black people or uh, or people in general the way a white person can. It's like what? Right. <laughs> As black. Like you can't get you can't get your product out there to people who look like you more than a person who doesn't look like you. They know them they know them better than you, and that's right. even with technology, it's also that illusion that um, well, they control what people see. It's like to what degree? I love Stokely Carmack, uh, Stokely uh, Steve Coakley because he talks about how um, we have to deal with both the power of the white of the illusion of white supremacy as well as the illusion of white supremacy and how much power it doesn't have. Because clearly these motherfuckers don't have a lot of power. They still are having to file a document and 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 chase people down and all this kind of stuff. It's, it's got to be it's got to be some limitations to the bullshit. Facts. It's 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 um it's very deep, and I think too people people it's hard to it's sometimes hard to notice um when you in it because you know it's just you just you're just dealing with being in it, and so you don't even. That's your re- that's your regular reality. That's your normal day. So, you know, you're not really you're not really seeing it in that light. And like these college kids, these the current college kids, they really on some I don't see race type. I mean, you got some of them that's hip, but even some of the black kids is like I don't see race because even the lower middle class, you know, it that because things certain things have changed and. Poverty has touched other communities in so many ways. It's very mixed up. So their their experience is mixed up, depending on where you live, of course. And so, but to, but to hear people in North Carolina say, a black person say, I don't think race is an issue or where I don't see race, that's kind of wild to me. Because like Every, that's crazy. Not about race. Everything's not about race. Right. Right. And that that's an interesting sentiment, but it's shared. It's shared. <laughs> and they defend it to the T, black people. And I understand oh there's like there's a full there's like a full movement of, you know, stop blaming a white man. You need to get up off your ass and do what you need to do. And some of that's true. But I'm saying it's hard. You can't you can't neglect some of the blatant attacks and focus like we're the focal point of a lot of bullshit. I would I would dare anyone to find in the gambit of things wrong with um, black and brown communities around the world, one community that is not being affected by um, racism and the illusion of white supremacy. See, one of the main keys to white, the illusion of white supremacy is to show or uh, create this propaganda that without their presence, these certain people wouldn't be civilized. Um, but one thing that we know throughout world history that actually this is the opposite. Like their presence yeah. brings disease, their presence brings um, depopulation. Their presence brings what we call a false sense of opulence. It's a false sense of cultural opulence that um, as these things get into your culture, this is actually accused for um, destruction versus construction. Hmm. Well, it's, it's definitely uh, present and prevalent. 
and and it's across the board as well. Um, <clears throat> like I said, I, I watched a little a short doc on um, how Africa is being exploited. It was really the whole thing was on slavery, and it was a CNN thing. It was pretty much talking about modern slavery around the world. Um, and uh, one of the shorts was on the cocoa beans and how um, um, the like the the raw product. I think I talked about this on here before too. The raw product ain't worth much, but it's when they process it, that's when it's worth a lot. But the farmers can't afford the machines, and so how they take advantage of them is buying the product raw for cheap and then processing it and then making bank off the finished product. And so that was wild. And then the wilder part was, so apparently, like, um, something was going on, and they, they ended up trying to give them new cocoa beans because the trees dying the organic trees were dying and um so they they created a, a, a gmo cocoa bean that was resistant to some of the bugs and all of that stuff but it was like fucking up the other crops like you couldn't if you put the if you grew the gmo seed you couldn't have it close to the organic seed because it was it would fuck up the crop and i was like that's crazy that y'all really forcing these people to use gmo products to a point where you fucking them over on the beans as far as with the, the price of it, and then you fucking them over again by giving them the GMO tree that's probably not healthy and is messing up the natural crops. And they don't make no money off of none of that. That's the illusion of opulence. The, the illusion of opulence is that we're going to bring science in here. It's going to work better than what you have naturally. Um, and you're going to work with it because you owe us um, the beans. So um, this is slavery. Um, but we're going to call it capitalism um, And this is how it's going to work So that, I mean, even going back to your first idea Your first discussion, Omar When we talk about millennials and diversity Like, that's the illusion of opulence Incarnate um, Because we've been charged as this current generation of millennials With this idea of multiculturalism And diversity And everybody's equal Let's go ahead and hold hands and kumbaya um, But one of the lectures I, I was watching earlier and I definitely agree It's kind of like, well so what do we do with all this grotesque history that happened yesterday and the day before yesterday and those uh, thousands of years before that? Because I right, right, right. In your current modern ideology of philosophy, because even in your current version, um, all it takes is a, is a flip of the switch for you to go back to your old self, which makes me question whether that self is old or old. Really in the current example, this past week, all it takes is a couple of pictures for you to bomb, go bombs away. A couple all of right. pictures, and we we've learned as black men, all it takes is me flinching the wrong way, and, and I'll be you got to be planning my funeral. Right. And it's 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 it's, it's ever evident. Like I said, that's that's the stuff that make me make it hard for me to understand how these kids can keep seeing these shootings and these scenarios and um, still say that. It, it don't matter and it don't count. It's like, man, that's not, it's happening to everybody, but it's happening to you and your people like you on a whole different level and with a way higher frequency. So, like, how do you not just, how do you just ignore that? Um, I mean, my answer to that, Omar, is first and foremost, you know, I've said this before on the podcast, uh, for the guy on United, everybody gets his work. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. The white supremacy take no days off, and one thing it does very well: not robbing the earth. 
So um, every week I, or every week since uh, the new elected president, um, I basically had the same banter for a different group like, oh, welcome to the party, homie, because you made a documentary bashing to the party about us. So, I mean, I guess you're going to be coming to this party with us because um, everybody gets this work in America. <laughs> right. You, you built the railroad a long time ago. Appreciate it, but we don't really respect slave work here. We really don't respect anything but one rule. <laughs> right, right. And it's, it's, it's interesting, too, watching groups uh, realize how special they are not. Even white groups. I watched a, a sorority girl get face planted on a concrete by a police officer. Like, he grabbed her and threw her down face first onto the concrete. And she was such a small girl. I was like, yo, her, like, she gotta have some broke thumb the way he did right. it. And it was he so much force. And this was a little white girl. So if a little white girl can get it, they don't give a damn about no, you know what I'm saying, the rest of anybody else. Especially, let's not even talk about women of other races. But it's just like, come on, y'all. Like, Y'all ain't seeing everybody getting bodied. It's a it's a forceful it's a it's a tactful forceful thing, and you gonna question saying something back if you know you are gonna get face planted on that concrete. That's male male. I'm I'm curious to see how some of these former military niggas is dealing with the police, and I'm saying niggas very loosely, like some of these white boys. Like how is an Alabama <laughs> Marine dealing with the who an Alabama Marine with a souped up charger that's getting pulled over? How is he dealing with? That uh, well, I guess too. He got that marine in him. That's that yes sir, no sir. No. I think. Oh, I think we've been getting the answer to that question in different ways, but it's not being framed in the way you just spoke of. As far as um, when you have these guys who are front of military going to getting speed tickets or getting arrested or even like you said, you know, just any interaction with the law enforcement, and you take it upon yourself to think that I'm a highly trained officer, um, the best trained in the land. And this person's like, nah, man, I'm a Marine. <laughs> um, right. You're seeing some clashes when you see, um, I mean, I'm not rightfully so, but some of those shootings and violence um, from, especially from men of all types, of all um, colors, races, ethnicities, whatever you will, when they come into these places and it's like, oh, this person had a plan. This person seemed like they had a plan and they're fully trained to engage in that plan. Um, and that, and, and, they, and that's, that's been dangerous. Yeah, it's, it's 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 an interesting dynamic in general, and I think part of it too is, which is another common thread, is the kind of panic of uh, a, a, a zero, a negative or a zero birth rate. You know, that'll make you feel a way. Um, and then when you really look at when you really look at kind of. Um, historical things and you think about birth rate and you think about just a lot of different stuff. It's almost like, well, that all makes sense to try to, you got to try to keep a certain balance because at a point you ain't going to be able to just do it. No more. When so COVID was like, well, we're going to lose this color battle. So we got to take the mind because there's a lot of white minded niggas walking around here, black people and white folks, white folks too, but white folks who is like you, you feel supreme, but, you in the same condition we in, homeboy. And the people that got money don't care about you. They don't care about your trailer. They don't care about your grandma on dialysis. Like, they don't care about none of that. So you need to get your mind right and, and separate, you know, what's going on. 
And, and I say that in the double in entendre because really it's based on their work. It's based on what kind of revenue stream you and your existence can bring um, to somebody else's yeah. pocket that can be siphoned into a funnel, into one family's pocket um, <laughs> at some point. What, one thing that we become more hip to because, my God, they're putting it in your face like a crossover, like who these pockets going to go to and how it's going to go. So part of even the conversation before we get there is like, bro, this dude said during his uh, during his uh, campaign speech, is like, why we go to war with a country like Iraq and not get the oil? Like, what we doing? Right. And now you're doing it. You think we're just going over there to save some babies and women? Right. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and they got their own oil deposits. Bro, I don't have to see Ella Ivory cross over. Ella Ivory cross over 15 times in front of me. So he cross over. Like we know what this, we know how this goes, and, and I, that's the most frustrating part when we even connecting it back to you know the American part of the conversation. But we go through this same kind of um, mental butt fuckery of like literally trying to figure out out of things that are are, are clear cut. Are it don't take a logic specialist um, to to see how A plus B equals C. Um, we don't need Pythagorean for that. We can see that right there, and it's right, and, and it's, it's clear as day. I don't think some people want to see it as clear as day, even when it's right there. And this, no, this, this, not this. at all. I mean, we live in a society where, like, problems or issues are not addressed. They're only layered. Like, you know what I'm saying? You find so many escapes to not address what problems that you have instead of just attacking it head on. Layered or labeled, layered or labeled, man. It's one of those things where if you can label, if you can just label the issue, um, then we can move on because we know what it is, we know what it's called, we know the definition. We don't have to really address it. Like it's a great episode of Carmichael show that was talking about depression. And it was like, well, when you got bills and shit in, in real life and you're not wealthy, depression just means um, shit ain't going right. Um, right. Get your mind right back in the game. You got work tomorrow. <laughs> uh, that's what it means right. for people like me and you. Um, but this new generation believes, like, well, I know I've got depression. I can still work if I take my pill. It's like, no, 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 no. You should be asking a deeper question. Of what society has created this condition of people walking around with that? And, and they start a trait. Right. And on top of that, the money that's being made off the medicine is just out of this world. And so it's like, you're not even considering what that what that's doing for your body and you making somebody else rich when there's other stuff you can do that's free that give you the same effect that the medicine do. <clears throat> and it's sad. Yeah. For one, change your mental attitude. You know what I'm saying? A lot of illnesses that I, in my personal belief, I believe are brought on, one, by mental conditioning. And, it, you know what I'm saying, and from there, Whatever your mind is conceiving, whatever in kind of environment your mind is being subjected to, releases toxins through your body because your body is going to react to the mind, and then from there you continue to sicken. Yeah, and a lot of people definitely hold in um, that mental and some and block in. I think too that's another reason why black people stay so sick because you got to constantly bite your tongue and constantly be watching what you say and making sure you're being politically correct and making sure you know, even how you walk in and how you move in is not a threatening demeanor. Like you're not even being yourself until you get home and the door closed and ain't nobody looking. 
in some in some instances, depending on how people carry themselves. And so that that in itself could be a health risk. You know what I'm saying? And right. that go back to what QB was saying, like it it really is a deep situation to a point where you don't even gotta have nothing happening to you really. You are you you on autopilot with it. So nobody ain't nobody spraying you with no hose, but you know you can get hit with that hose. So you're gonna fall in line too. It's a crazy kind of condition. <clears throat> but um yeah, man, with that, um I'm gonna go I'm gonna go into this last word. Um so the the theme the theme that I pretty much uh, ran with today was kind of just rebuilding the black community and us kind of working together to uh achieve an end. Like I said, we the we are the product gods. Like we take trash bags and make it fashionable. We take stupid stuff and make it fashionable. So we don't gotta really go outside of that. We just gotta obtain the skills. Um and so I think if we're willing to obtain the skills, um, then it's a situation where we can really create our own and we don't have to let nobody in. Like if you don't want to hire nobody that's not that don't I mean, so many people got their formula set up and you look at their situation and it's set up perfect, but if it's a group of people of color, it don't get looked at as the same. And I feel like you got to understand that and move forward. Um, so try to, on some level, work with people of color if you know you're uh, heading out on certain endeavors. And just understand that your role going to be different. So don't be looking for it to be normal and sweet and that you ain't going to have no roadblocks and people ain't going to try to – you just got to understand that your experience, experience is going to be different. So that's that's pretty much my last word. Yeah, I kind of want to echo the same sentiment um, as far as, like, take the opportunity to be selfish um, as a producer in the system. I feel like that's one of the, the main keys to, our, if I could say, our generation, but this generation is really going to start being um, – the previous generation was way more um, giving into the system of their time and energy um, freely. I mean, I don't mean that, you know, as a critique to them, they, was, they made space for um, they've been saying millennials are starting to do, which is um, kind of say fuck the system a lot because um, you will not, you're not, you're not going to sell a dream um, and then just uh, benefit off the work. Um, so it's really, I feel like this is a time for us to be selfish and selfish to a point where we can break the system down um, and rebuild it up with the skills that we've attained through our selfishness. Right. And for my last word of the day, Black people as a whole, let's, let's raise our level of standard. You know what I'm saying? Raise our level of expectation and excellence, not just of each other, but of ourselves. And through that, lend a helping hand to help our other our fellow brothers and sisters to raise their level of excellence and standard. And just to pick up um, back of what QB said, you got to be selfish. You have to follow what it is that you believe, you know what I'm saying, is going to be right versus what the system or the machine is telling you to do. You know what I'm saying? And just stay stay low, grind, and work it out, and it's gonna happen. We're we're well. Thank y'all for joining us for another version of King Vision. Peace. 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 Lucky Land. 
Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.